You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. And thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Hound. We are set for another big night of racing coming through this Saturday night from Albion Park. More Group 1 action. We've got the Sunshine Sprint featuring Leap to Fame. Keep this number in mind, 149.2. That's the track record. Will they eclipse that mark on Saturday night? Time will tell. The other big feature, the other Group 1 feature, is the Group 1 Garrard's Golden Girl. A race for the mares, and it's quickly evolving this race. We've had only a few editions of this race. We had a blowout in the inaugural running with Gerardas Delight last year. Again, rough odds when Town Echo was able to score. What's going to happen this year? Well, our first guest, he might hope that uh, it's not going to be a, a blowout. He's hoping the favourite will score because we're about to chat with Paul Pierce, the man behind Brave You, Kelly, and he's joining us online now. Paul, appreciate the time. Yeah, g'day, Chris. How's things? Good to talk to you. Yeah, really well. Really well. This has been a wonderful ride for you with Brave You, Kelly. Oh, uh, just absolutely unbelievable. Uh, we never in our wildest dreams think we'd, thought we'd go as far as what we had with her. She actually arrived over in Australia a, a year ago last Sunday. And, you know, when she arrived, I said to Jack Trainer, um, you know, hopefully we'll win a couple of Tuesday meetings and, you know, get a good get a good ball rate on a Saturday and just sort of help the breeding and, Get enough to you know enough to get her to to Australia enough to get her home. It's just unbelievable. Well, yeah, absolutely. And there's a fair bit to unpack there. Now, first and foremost, with Brave You Kelly, you sourced her yourself from the sales over there. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. We actually, believe it or not, we actually wanted to buy the mother itemise at the sales a few years ago, and she was actually withdrawn. Um, Katie Carvel decided to keep her herself and. You know, then a few years later, um, the catalogue arrives and here's a bitter delight filly out of Idolites, which is exactly what we were going to try and do. And, yeah, so we went there, not not we went to the sales, not really wanting to buy a horse, but when we, I saw her and that, I thought, oh, I've just got to have a go at her here. Yeah. yeah. Well, it proves that you're a good judge because, tell me if I'm wrong here, Idolites, is she also the mother of the current unbeaten star over there, Ahoka Connor? Yeah, that's dead right, yeah. And, and we were lucky enough to actually have a 25% share at him as well. We... Uh, uh, Brett Gray from down home, he bought him at the sales and I she uh, was working at the sales that year and um, and I went and said to Brent straight away, hey, what are you doing? And he said that he's going to syndicate it out. And I said, well, we're in. So, yeah, no, we had a fantastic ride with him. Yeah. yeah. How good is he? Uh, he doesn't actually know how good he is. He's probably the dumbest horse you'll ever come across. Uh, he just does that from raw ability. Like when, he, when he grows up and realises he's a racehorse, the potential is huge with him. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's exciting, and, no question about it. Part of a really good crop over there with Merlin and, and Don't Stop Dreaming. With Brave New Kelly, been involved in harness racing for quite some time. Is, is she now number one for you as far as ownership is concerned? Oh, I, I, by a long way. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just country mile. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've we just started off, you know, as a lot of people did. You know, we just, a um, couple of mates that we leased a couple of horses and started off that way and then we bred some but you know just you know horses you're happy to take to the local races with and win a maiden race a couple of races like that and i mean no, kelly's just taken us on an unbelievable journey and uh, we'll, we'll never get another one like this i'm well aware of that okay now 
when you sort of had that plan hatched about sending her across to Sydney, did that take a little bit of convincing to, to get you to move her across to Australia to, to chase that better time and better opportunities? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I took a lot of convincing. Um, look, uh, Bravia Kelly wouldn't be where she is, and we wouldn't be where we are either without Mark Jones. I mean, Mark Jones was the driver behind this. Uh, we had a few issues with her when she was, you know, an early three-year-old, um, just her, you know, her gait, and that wasn't that good. And Mark just kept telling me to persevere with her and, you know, that he would get her right. And I mean, what she did, and oh, as I say, if it wasn't for Mark, uh, but definitely, he yeah, definitely wouldn't be here. And um, it was it was his. Look, he said to me two or three times, you know, you've got to send her to Australia. And you know, we weren't going that good at home at that time. And you know, it was a it was a big decision to do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, well, it was I, the right decision. What, what, yeah. What actually happened was I I decided no, we weren't going to send her. And I actually um, was ringing to book her into Captain Treacherous, um, sitting in my office at home. I was dialing the number. The number was ringing. And then I just decided, no, I'm going to take a punt here and I'm going to give this a go. And that's yeah, you took, the rest of You history. took the leap of faith. <laughs> yeah, 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 thank God. <laughs> yeah, and now she's a Group 1 winner. She's won the Queen Elizabeth, the Old Ladyship Mile, and that's considered to be one of the best, if not the best, Group 1 mares race in the country. She's chasing another one here on Saturday night. She's gone sub-50. Last week, her first Albion Park start, she had the outside of the second row. This week, the inside of the second row. And you're probably the best person to watch here. You're drawn to follow out Manhattan. This is a mare that you know well. You've seen plenty of her in New Zealand. Does she have enough speed, Paul, to hold up and put you in that right spot behind the leader? Uh, well, I certainly hope so. Um, yeah. But, uh, look, honestly, I believe she, she does. Like, she's a she's a tough mare. She loves leading. Uh, she, and, and, I'm, hey, and with Bob coming over to drive her, too, well, that sort of speaks for itself, too, uh, I, I just can't see anything crossing her, but look, maybe they will. I'm not too sure. There is a lot of speed on that front line, but Manhattan will take a lot of a, a lot of hard work to get across. And yeah, you know, when the draws come out, you know, you get, you know, you think oh, one on the second line, that's not that good. But as soon as they draw Manhattan out, it was Christmas Day for us. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, she was terrific last week in defeat. Uh, certainly lost no admirers. Couldn't have done any more, really. Oh yeah, yeah, it was it was a fantastic run. Yeah, um, the you know the wee tracks and that you know just sort of wondering if you know how it was going to suit her and that because you know she does love that big manangle track to get wound up and that. But uh, you couldn't ask for anything better. Um, look, to be honest with you, you know with what we've done with her and that, it'll be what it'll be, and she'll try her best. And you know, yeah, no, she she's she'll 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 go good. Yeah. Okay. What happens after Saturday night, Paul? What What do you sort of focus on with Brave You Kelly after Saturday night? Win, lose, or draw? Uh, look, I, I haven't uh, I haven't talked to Jack about that. Um, hey, I'm the owner. We're the last to find out what they're doing with the horses. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I do say we'll have that discussion on Sunday, and I, I'm pretty sure she'll be going back down to um, back down to Sydney. And um, there's a couple of there is a couple of mares races coming up at the end of the. About, I think it was about August. So we're just just got a manager. You know, it's um, you know she's a five year old now. There's hopefully you know we can continue on racing for another year. But you just got a manager and look after her. Yeah, but Jack Jack will definitely definitely be doing that. Yeah. All right, and ultimately she's got a date with Captain Treacherous in time to come. Yeah, yeah. When she uh, when I first rang Jack about um, CPU would trainer for us, I, I just said to him, I said, look, there's two things here. I said. Uh, First thing is uh, she definitely has to come home. She's not for sale. I want her home. 
And I also said to him, too, I said, look, do, do what's right for the horse and not the owners, and everything will be good. <laughs> there you go. Uh, now, just tell me about yourself. Are you from the deep south of New Zealand? Yeah, we, we are, we're from um, a place uh, called Gore. Uh, it's about an hour north of, uh, well, sorry, about half an hour north of Invercargill, yeah. So uh, when we left to come over here last Tuesday, it was raining and snowing and everything, very cold. And now you've got sunscreen on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Living the dream. <laughs> Everybody should have a racehorse. I've got to ask this question. I asked this question at another guest just recently. So being from the deep south, does that mean you're a Southland Stags man? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Through and through. Okay. Southland and that dovetails into the Highlanders? Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. 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 How big is your cheer squad going to be on Saturday night? Uh, we had um, or Tom called Kelly from over home. He's over with, of course, he's got Smoke and Bandit here. So there's uh, him and his wife are here. And uh, with the ones that are with us, there's actually, uh, I think there's, I counted up, there's 18 of us going to be there. Yeah. Awesome. So it'll, it'll be good. All right. Hey, it's been a pleasure chatting with you this morning. I wish you all the best of luck on Saturday night. She's a ripping mare, brave you, Kelly. So uh, we'll see you trackside. Uh, thanks very much. I appreciate that. Talk to you later. There's Paul Pierce, the owner of Brave You, Kelly, joining us, and she's the favourite for that Group 1 Garrard's Golden Girls. So that is going to be a very entertaining race. One thing that isn't the favour of Paul there, it was Jack Trainer who won that race last year with Town Echo. So he's going for back-to-back -back victories in that Group 1 Golden Girl. As I mentioned, the time to keep in mind on Saturday night is 1.49.2. That's the track record. That's the current track record. And the only horse that's gone sub-50 under race conditions is Black Sedan. And he's lining up in the Garrard Sunshine Sprint. The man behind Black Sedan, each and every time he steps out, is leader Peter McMullen. He joins us now. Pete, good morning. Morning, Chris. 1.49.2. Let's get, let's get straight down to it. Do they have to run a track record to win that race on the weekend? Um, not necessarily. Um, you know, I think when it comes to these feature races, they... Generally, everyone's out there to win so much, and they uh, they want to try and get a you know a second quarter slowdown and and try and steal it, uh, which you know then in turn they don't generally go that fast for a mile. Okay, the night you went forty nine two and established the track record, I think for memory, and you you can correct me if I'm wrong here, you hit the half in about fifty four five fifty four six. Do you think there's a chance that you know they could do that again this weekend? Um, yes, I definitely think there's a chance of it. Um, Quickly, we sort out our positions. You know, obviously, everyone's going to leave them pretty hard into the first turn. Um, but then after that, I think hey, when we're looking, you know, looking to slow up a bit and and try and find the back of uh, like the fame or, or at least sort of get spots. And I think um, Grant holds the key as to how much pressure he puts on. Well, let, let's go there. How, how much do you think he will apply with Leap to Fame? Last week he had gate seven. He sort of just floated off and then kept pushing. He's got gate six on Saturday night. And when you look at it, you're the meat and the sandwich here. You've got the two Grimson runners drawn to your inside. You've got Leap to Fame towards your outside. So, you know, how does it play out? Where do you want to be going into that first turn? Um, it's it's going to be a tricky race to sort of map out as far as, you know, there's so many go-forward horses in the race. You know, obviously you've got Jason Grimson's pair on the drawn one and two there. Um, you know, I'm sure they'd be looking to sort of, you know, be in front and behind a leader. And then obviously our guy, you know, he's got to be on the front end to be a winning chance, I think. Um, magnificent Storm's there. Obviously had good gates with last week and 
I'm sure they'll be looking to get forward. And Leap the same, well, you know, he's, he's so dominant. I'm sure he'll be I'm sure Grant will be happy to go and park out and uh, I think he should be, you know, still mighty hard to beat doing that. So, you know, I'm watching Grant drive, you know, day in, day out. He's sort of happy to let everyone let the dust settle and then just poke forward and, and he's usually, you know, pretty cool, calm and collected just sitting out sort of later, which I'm sure he'd be happy to do Saturday nights. Okay. A couple of things I, I just want to ask about. Black Sedan's last start winner, he was able to take the Wandai's mate. He came through on the inside. We saw him in a different role and it was quite refreshing in many ways. So does that fill you with confidence that, you know, he, he's not he's not just, you know, a one-trick pony in the sense that he's got to be up and he's got to be the boss and bully. So he proved last time he can follow a good speed and still produce at the end. So does that give you confidence given how this barrier draw played out? Yeah, it does. I suppose it gives us some options, you know. Um, you know, not that we want to be giving away any advantage, but uh, yeah, it does mean that if he's, you know, if he's following a helmet, following live, live cover, um, you know, I'm, he'll still be able to tip and roll and sort of accelerate off that, which, um, you know, it's a very good thing moving forward. Okay. The other thing with that, so. Say better zip it's in front. You're outside the leader, and Leap to Fame comes up three deep. Are you handing over? Oh look, I've got the utmost respect for Leap to Fame, um, but at the same time, you know, I've got to try and use use that to my advantage to try and find the lead. I think so. Uh, yeah, it's going to leave me in a sticky situation, but um, you know, I, I definitely want to be in front. Whether or not it works out, I'm not sure, but. Um, you know, at the same time, I don't want to be disrespecting Lake Defane. He's such a great horse, and, you know, I'd hate to see him left three wide. Did he blow your mind last week uh, with the way he won the Rising Sun? Yeah, he he did. Um, you know, Redcliffe was amazing, and then I think last week, you know, he just took it to a whole new level. Um, the horses each week get, you know, better and better, and he still beats them with so much ease. I think that's the scary part, that, he um he just goes to the line and just does it so easy. You know, Grant doesn't even ask him to do anything. So, um, you know, it's not like he's just winning. You know, just winning it, he wins just so comfortably. Mm. Were, were you surprised that he was in the norms for the the Sunshine Sprint? Yeah, I was actually. Um, you know, I I really did think that bypass this week. Um, you know, he was going to the Blacks of Faith. Um. You know, but, you know, can't knock it. Grant's done a magnificent job so far with him, and I'm sure he knows what, you know, exactly what the horse does day in, day out. He must be pretty happy with him. Okay, well, I'm sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing for rivals there on the weekend. But you you feel confident right now that 49-2 could be safe? (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm going to stick with that, Um, you know. I'm I'm sure... You just don't want that record broken. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's exactly right. But, uh, you know, I'm sure they could break it, but... You know, end of the day, um, you know, I think everyone's been going out there trying to try and win the race first, and and times are going to come second. Um, you know, if if Leek Defane needed to break that to to win the race, I'm sure he could. But um, you know, he showed that last week. His last mile was 49.5 or something off the track, and and did it so easy. So he could if if need be, but um, you know, there's a chance that he won't need to go that fast to win. All right. Well, that's the Garrard Sunshine Sprint. That is an absolute ripper. A couple of others just quickly. The Hayden, the inaugural running of the Hayden. Away we go. Can he cause a, a bit of an upset? Most have got this as a racing two between Captain Shuffles and Speak the Truth. How do you see it? Um, yeah, look, on, on paper um, and previous sort of runs, I, I, you know, it definitely is probably a race between two, but 
it's a it's a tricky race to map out as well. And um, you know, the day it's a horse race and there's you know a full field, so um, you know I think every horse in there has a chance. And you know we probably need to improve a bit off for the last couple, but um, you know he seems in good order. And if you could just get a trip, it'd make a hell of a difference. Okay, the Pride's Easy Feed Trotters Sprint. This is a Group Three feature. You must have been so pleased when you learned that. You landed barrier one with sugar and spice. Can she go all the way? Yeah, look, she, um, you know, I think she's a little bit underrated, this man. She, you know, she does, goes about her business week in, week out, and everyone's a bad race. And, um, you know, obviously, gate one is a big asset. And, you know, she's hopefully can limit the early burn and, and still be in front. And, you know, she trolled last week and come home in 27 3. And, you know, if she can do that Saturday night, uh, it's going to make it very hard for any horse to get past her. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think she's the one they have to catch there, Sugar and Spice. And another race that's going to be uh, uh, near and dear to your heart uh, on Saturday night, the J.C. McMullen, uh, named after your grandfather, legendary horseman, R.D.'s Flash. You had the pick of drives here. Were you always driving R.D.'s Flash? No, it's a bit of a toss-up. Um, you know, the Bowdoin Blues there. You know, his run last week in the Derby was really good. Um, you know, and probably was a bit of a gate advantage. Uh, it was a bit of a hard decision, but I stuck with Artie Slash, just um, obviously going to the Derby a week later. Sort of wanted to make sure that we were sort of on track there. And, you know, he's just going to need, need a touch of luck. He, he's certainly going good enough. Um, we just need need to be able to get, get you know, a bit of racing room late. And then he'll be right there. Okay. You've won this race before, haven't you? Yeah, it's um, it's certainly a race we sort of target each and every year. And, um, you know, previously we won it twice with... Uh, uh, Will the Wizard and Uncle Shank. So, fingers crossed we can do it again with Artie Slash. Yeah, well, looking at that field, it's good to see everyone's involved. Like, your dad's got what a roller. So, he is driving that run, and Arissa's got a drive as well. So, good to see uh, that it's been well supported. It's a strong lineup this year, the JC McMullen. Hey, Pete, as always, really appreciate the time. Best of luck on the weekend. Go well. No worries, Chris. Thank you. There's Pete McMullen, so uh, he's holding firm, but maybe he's just hoping that uh, his track record remains at play there at Albion Park. 49-2, will they break it? Well, we'll find out on Saturday night, but all the ingredients are there for a new mark to be set, and it's going to be very interesting how it sort of shakes out this race, because trying to map it, it's not easy. I'm keen to get the thoughts of uh, our next guest, because... He's sort of in the middle as well. Aiden DeCampo, driving Magnificent Storm, this wonderful horse from the West, came across last week. Some were probably a little disappointed, but when you break down the sectionals of last week, he probably couldn't have done too much more. Starting from the inside of the second row, he was in front by the mile marker, and the power was on. Let's see what Aiden thinks about his draw this week. He joins us now. Aiden, appreciate the time. Yeah, good morning, Chris. How are you? Yeah, really well. What were your, uh, what were your thoughts on last week? Yeah, look, it was good enough, Chris. Um, you know, when I kind of, I kind of just misjudged the start a little bit. Uh, got up into the back of the one horse a little bit too early, and uh, on the race point, we're just going back when uh, the other horses were going forward a little bit. We got left flat-footed, and um, when Matt Shard dropped in front of me, I thought, oh, wouldn't have to do too much to get to the front, but um, just had to work a little bit harder than what we thought, and um, probably was his undoing in the end. Um, I do believe he'd probably uh, improve off that run a fair bit. I think at his best, he probably still runs you know, pretty close to winning that race, but, um, yeah, we just had to do a little bit too much in the early stages. Yeah, it was fantastic time. Like, uh, you couldn't have asked for much more, and given all the travel that he's had to go through, so, um, you know, you'd be a harsh marker if ruling him off that run last week. 
Yeah, definitely. And he's a horse that um, tends to get better with week-to-week racing as well. You know, he, um, he, he seems to run his best races off, off a hard run. Uh, and we always knew he was going to be um, a lot better for that run on uh, Tuesday, on sorry, last Saturday night. So this week, you've got gate four. So it's an improvement on last week to a degree inside of the second row. So this Saturday night, you've got gate four. And you're sort of right in the middle there. You've got those uh, speedy horses to your inside, the Grimson Duo, you've got Black Sedance. And then to your outside, you've got Expensive Ego and Leap to Fame. So <laughs> ideally, where do you want to be going into the first turn? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, Chris. I haven't had a really good look at, at this stage. Um, I think, you know, to work for we have to do a little bit of work in that first 200 to kind of, you know, get a forward position. I, I don't think Exodigo and um, and Leap to Fame have blistering gate speed, you know, so they're probably going to more work forward, you would think. So I'll just play it by ear out of the gate and see how much speed's inside of us and how much speed's coming from outside of us and, um, you know, whether we weigh up, whether we uh, continue to press forward quite hard or even just kind of come across and try and find a hole somewhere. But, um, yeah, we don't want to be doing too much in that first 400 as, as what we did last week, you know. I've got to ask, uh, your first time seeing Leap to Fame live in action there last Saturday night, did you live up to the hype? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, to a horse run 327s hard on the steel like that, you know, it's pretty pretty hard hard to imagine. But, um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm happy to uh, ruin the fairy tale this week if that comes our way. <laughs> so you're, you're happy to play that role of who shot Bambi? 100%. Okay. Now tell me, a mile this week, next week with the Blacks of Fate, 2,600 metres. What, what is the preferred trip, in your opinion, for Magnificent Storm? Yeah, look, he's... He's good over a lot of a lot of distances. Um, when he's found the rail over the mile at Boston Park, he's run some pretty quick miles um, really, really easily. Uh, I think he's run 152 around Gloucester Park, um, pretty much untouched one night. So um, the mile is, does suit him, but he's, he's quite a versatile horse. At Gloucester Park, he's always had to do a fair bit of work and um, always been kind of the hunter, um, or the hunted, sorry. Um, but, you know, over the 2,500 or 2,600, whatever it is at Albion Park in two weeks' time, um, you know, he does have a heap of high speed and we can drive him that way if we need to. Okay. How did he handle the track last week? Yeah, perfect. Um, he got around it really, really well. Um, it's my first time around Albion as well, so um, I'll be better for the run as well. And, I'll, yeah, no, really happy with the way he got around it and the way he, tra- way he travelled and the way he steered. And, um, yeah, he's a pretty, pretty easy horse to drive like that. All right. So I'm going to put this to you in a hypothetical. If you're... One out, one back, one out, two back, and the power's on in this race on Saturday night. Can can he unleash and get over the top of them? I think so. If he produces his best, um, I think he's up to him. You know, I think you just got to probably put a little bit of a line for last week and just know he's going to be better for it. Um, yeah, he just needs the right run, in, uh, right run into the race. Mm. So last week, in many ways, it was a real... Well, potentially could be a blessing in disguise. Just having that experience, being out there and getting a a taste of the speed and how we sort of race here in Queensland, it's got to be beneficial for not only this weekend, but next week as well. Yeah, definitely. And and um, Ray was always always of the opinion that you know this that first run was just a run for him to look at the track and um, obviously get a bit of fitness into his legs after you know travelling over and not having a heap of work heading into that race. So um, I expect him to improve a lot, and so does Ray. And um, hopefully um, he can do, and we have a good good run on uh, Friday Saturday. Right. Uh, are you on the red eye again like last week Friday night? Yeah. On the red eye, on the red eye again Friday night after GP, but I'll be staying over for the week, so I'll be nice and nice and refreshed. Come back to fake night.
Oh, no, good to hear. Good to hear. Hey, really appreciate the time. I, I wish you all the best of luck on Saturday night. It's going to be a ripping race, no question about it. 49-2 track record. It may go by the wayside. We'll see you trackside. No. There's Aiden DeCampo joining us. So he's got a, uh, a difficult challenge there on Saturday night. Where do you get to from gate four with the speed drawn to his inside and then you've got this powerhouse to his outside in Leap to Fame. So it's not, uh, it's not an easy one. Uh, coming up with gate number four, just to, to find a position here and what should be a helter-skelter affair, no question about it. Matty Young's about to join us now each and every Thursday. He's online and he joins us now. Matty, good morning. Good morning to you, Chris. What do you make of Magnificent Storm? Uh, look, I think, I think from the people I've spoken to that have been able to dissect that race and I think you could validate the comments. Uh, it's it's really hard to be able to be there at the front end after running that sort of lead time. And he's come from three back the pegs and really burnt for that first lap and that first quarter. So it's not surprising to see him get a little bit tired late. So I think at this stage, it's probably inconclusive. Um, and yeah, I'm just waiting to see what happens on uh, Saturday night, gate number four. But yeah, I thought I thought he went okay. Um, just hard to really line up uh, myself and a lot of others here in WA. We don't see a lot of the Queensland racing, so um, with the lead time, is you normally see horses still there at the finish after doing that sort of work at the start. No, no, that, and and that's my point. Uh, and I'm glad you're sort of going down this path because. It was almost impossible for him to be there at the finish of that race, given the times that they were going after such a quick lead time. And like you said, he's come from the inside of the second row. So he was working extra hard to get to the lead and then, you know, to, to be made to sustain it. It was almost impossible. So, um, you know, those that were quick to sort of rule him out of being a major player this week and next week, I, I think it's quite foolish. But Barrier 4 on Saturday night, it's not easy because there's speed to his inside and there's you know leap to fame to his outside. Yeah, exactly. So um, he's got good gate speed in his own right, but do they want to take him to the well again? Uh, how do they want to? It's just there's a lot of questions that will be thrown up. And I was watching that barrier draw live, and uh, with barrier eight was still in play, and I was just hoping that he would get barrier eight uh, behind better zip it. I thought that would be ideal um would we suspect that better zip it could probably lead this race and does leap to fame go forward does aiden go forward and try and get the one one and it's just yeah it's, uh, being able to work out the race is hard especially for someone who doesn't watch uh, the eastern states racing as much as obviously wa but um yeah do you think better zip it leads the sunshine sprint well, I do, and, and he's a really good front runner as well. Um, you saw it when he went over uh, to Perth and won the Nullarbor. He was able to find the front there. He was beautifully driven on that occasion, but there's no doubt he goes best when he's in front. He did get run down in the Redcliffe Cup uh, behind Loyalist, but uh, I think if you've got barrier one in the mile to raise, you, you're going to you know, try and make every post a winning post. And, we, and what we've seen in uh, Sydney, the start before he came to WA, he just burnt the track up. He broke 150 at Menangle and uh, he did a power of work on that occasion and just kept on going. So it's going to be a really fascinating race. Uh, it's very intriguing that they've sort of half changed plans with Leap to Fame yeah. and put him in the sunshine sprint because, uh, yeah, he was unbelievable last week. I'm, not, I'm absolutely not taking anything away from him or just looking uh, at 
uh, whether he can back up and be able to produce something like that again because looking at the way the barriers are and the marbles have fallen, he might have to go every bit of a track record time again to try and win this race. We know he's a freak, but it's another uh, question that's going to be raised to him and see if he can answer it in flying colours. Yeah, I concur 100% with that. This is a, a good test, his first true open class test and uh, drawn where he's drawn, uh, they're not going to hand it over to him, that's for sure and certain. Uh, so it's I'm, like going from um, NRL standard, I'm, now he's at I'm State a, of Origin standard. Yeah, I must say though, um, for anyone who is listening that is a part of the Leap to Fame team and that I do think that he's the best horse in the world. So um, I think if anyone can do it, he can do it. Uh, he's He's remarkable, and it's it's really it is amazing. We've seen a lot of talk this week about Catch a Wave, Captain Ravishing, and Leap to Fame all in the same year group, and we we are truly blessed in Australia to have three horses of that calibre. That there's not a huge amount separating them, but I know that uh, Leap to Fame he just seems to have an endless an endless tank. He just keeps on uh, reaching in and finding more and more and. Yeah, he's unbelievable. So, um, yeah, I wish them all the best. And I think it's going to be a really fascinating race because you're taking on the powerhouse of Jason Grimson. We've seen how good uh, Jason is at being able to get the big wins uh, across the line with his horses firing on all cylinders. Yeah, and that's something that can't be, uh, uh, you know, sold out uh, or, or, or taken lightly. His, uh, his record at winning feature races is just... Uh, Phenomenal. So it's going to be a good test here on Saturday night for everyone involved in that race. So we look forward to that. That's the Garrard Sunshine Sprint. Garrards are also the major sponsor for Gloucester Park tomorrow night. Nine race program. The Botra Cup is going to be one of the features. What do you make of this card tomorrow night? Yeah, look, it's uh, it's pretty intriguing. I think the free-for-all creates a lot of interest. We've seen Minstrel and Steel the Show return, and uh, we've got Petronas Star second up. So the Team Bond stable... He's starting to build up nicely, but uh, yeah, there's a few races that are quite interesting. The uh, Botra Cup, the stand, is uh, a real strong feature on the program with a lot of chances. Street Hawk also steps out, who's got plenty of ability. So yeah, the the program looks really exciting, and uh, I think uh, there could be there could be some exciting racing there. Okay, one horse that I wanted to ask about in the last race on on Friday night, tomorrow night, the two-year-old. Franco Encore, he's beautifully bred. He's a last start winner. Do you rate this guy? Yeah, look, I think um, you have to read between the lines in his first run. For them to put him on debut into a Group 2 Classic, it sort of gave the understanding that uh, they obviously had an opinion of him um, and he finished down the track and he probably wasn't ready. And speaking to Ryan Bell on my program, he was of the opinion that he made a blue and in trying to race him in that race. Uh, so they tipped him out, gave him a bit more time. He looks like he's going to be a better three-year-old, but what he did the other day, uh, he sped to the front, took some cover and then got out and powered home over the top. He, he looks to be a pretty smart horse. So we'll see how he goes. There's a couple of nice ones in the race, but he has to be well-respected in this event. So yeah, he's, he's a horse that we could be talking about going forward, but he's showing promising signs early. Okay, and just digressing, speaking of Ryan Bell, did he give you an update on Shockwave? He uh, did. Shockwave uh, will be back in uh, a few weeks' time. I think um, he was just giving him giving him a little bit of a freshen up and trying to work things out, heading towards the WA Pacing Cup, which is now in November. So uh, it's changed a few plans for a few people. So 
he's just assessed that and trying to work his way through. He also gave sad news that uh, swing band has got uh, a, an injury to a leg and uh, he might miss the golden nugget. So that was big news coming out of uh, his stable there, probably the one that took uh, the centre stage of or the main news top story. Yeah, he was the sure. one that uh, he said they're going to do everything they can with him to try and get him to race in the nugget. But at the same time, they think they've got a really serious horse. And um, if they have to miss that for his longevity and a better horse on the other side in six months' time, then they'll have to uh, give him the time. So, yeah, he's got some good horses in the stable and it's always sad to hear those things happen. Yeah, absolutely. And, and other sad news coming through this week, 18 Carrot, the really good mare, uh, no longer with us. No, it was uh, horrible news um, with a, um, a track work incident that occurred and... Yeah, they they tried to uh, save they tried to save the mayor and Michael and Kiara both, as well as the owners, absolutely adore eighteen carat for more reasons than one. She's uh, a really enjoyable horse to have around the property, and yeah, it's uh, it's incredibly sad. It's it's the real dark side to racing, I guess, that we uh, hear about every now and then, and uh, I guess it happens uh, happens to. Uh, all, all walks of life in terms of ability. Um, we just hear about the, the really good ones and it's just horrible. It's never nice and it just really goes to highlight how much we do appreciate the horses and we need to appreciate the horses when they're racing and racing well for us. Yep, absolutely. They are the heroes. And just a quick one, uh, any update on the little pocket of rocket, Emily Savelko? Is she getting closer to a, uh, a driving return? Uh, she, I think it was about a week ago, week and a half ago. She was still at six weeks. Uh, it has to be, she did have surgery on her uh, collarbone and then it's yeah, six weeks to see if she's ready to go again. But yeah, it's just a, it takes time. It's a process that we've seen drivers in the past here have rushed back. I think Jocelyn Young, my niece, she, she, uh, she was back driving within three weeks after uh, surgery but she complains of soreness and pain to this day because she went back probably too soon so I think that's been conveyed to Emily that uh, just be a little bit more patient and let it heal and uh, let nature take its course and then she'll be back and hopefully won't be able to feel anything and everything will be a-okay. Yep absolutely well we wish her a speedy recovery so your best bet tomorrow night at GP where are we looking for? Race three, number two, Mia Kalpa. I'm a big fan of this horse. He's got uh, strings to his bow. He could lead over the mile, but he, if he sits in the breeze, I'm not too concerned about that either. It looks a really good race for him, and uh, he'll be winning one of these very soon. For the punters, hopefully, there's a few that jumped off last week after he got rolled, but uh, I think he'll get the job done here tomorrow night. So race three, number two, Mia Kalpa is my best. All right, bounce back performance tomorrow night. Race three, number two. Matty, as always, really appreciate the time. Best of luck tomorrow night. We'll chat again next week. All the best, Chris. Cheers.